Well, hey, welcome back to the North Florida Sports Network, the NFLSN.com. Today on the show, we're going to talk to Justin, get a Kane reaction to Miami's loss to Pitt. The, the last one of the season, five and seven is the record for Miami as year one under Mario Cristobal is in the books. We'll talk to Justin all about it, see what he thinks about it. So let's get it started. played Saturday against the Pitt Panthers, which was the season finale as Miami was didn't really show up. They lost 42-16, and we got Justin on the line, our Miami contributor. Uh, final score, 42-16. Justin, man, what, what happened? Um, thankfully, the season ended. That's what happened. Um, <laughs> it... It was so bad, dude. Um, I can't figure out which was worse, the Clemson game or the Pitt game. Um, but, yeah, it, it's just – it's the same crap we've seen all year. We it, it was so embarrassing. Not only the team, how bad they looked, but there was like maybe five family members in the crowd. Wow. It's it, – Dude, if you look up some still shots from uh, from The Rock uh, this past weekend, this may be the emptiest you've ever seen it. And that's a hell of a statement because, my God, Miami fans never show up. And and this was, I, I, I swear to God, there was, it might not have been 1,500 people in the stands. Mm. And Josh Gaddis needs to slowly walk in front of oncoming traffic. Oh, wow. I, well. I'm... I mean, I've hated him all year, and he's done nothing but proven me absolutely 100% correct. Mm. I mean, like we started out, like, uh, like I told you um, before, we started out the first three drives of the game, we had three different quarterbacks. Okay. And, yeah, we started out with TVD, who, again, we were told was healthy, and then, again, his arm fell off after one series. <laughs> Then, then they brought in Ja'Curry Brown, who, who did absolutely nothing. And then they went to Garcia. I mean, it, it, they might as well. You know what they should have done? They should have put Lou Headley in at quarterback. There you and, go. And, and run the split veer, man, like we talked about early in the yeah. season. Just run the split veer with Lou Headley. Our offense couldn't have been worse. It could oh, not man. have been worse. I mean, Clemson held us to double-digit total yards two weeks ago. Mm. We didn't even get 100 yards of offense in four quarters of football. Yeah, that that was going to be – I knew that was going to be a tough matchup. A tough matchup is one thing. <laughs> Dude, like my, my high school – my old high school team in Wakulla could have probably put up more than eight yards in the first half against Clemson, which is mm. what we did. Wow. And then I couldn't even tell you the stats in the pit game because who cares? It was awful. It was embarrassing. If Josh Gaddis isn't fired, I'm out on Cristobal. All right. Well, I mean, looks like there was, yeah. So you want Ed Gaddis out of there? Yeah, it, dude. 
And to go on top of it, uh, look what uh, look what Michigan did mm-hmm. uh, against Ohio State yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. After Josh Gaddis leaves, all of a sudden Michigan's blowing out the Buckeyes. Mm. I mean, that, that guy is poison. He's terrible. Oh, wow. I mean, I wouldn't even want him coaching my my fourteen year old son on a JV team. Well, that puts an end to the season for Miami. <laughs> <laughs> With an exclamation point. Uh, they're five and seven. Um, no bowl game, but um, you'll hit the recruiting now. The early recruiting period will come and see if Crystal Ball can get some new guys. I'm sure they'll, you know, with the transfer portal, and there's going to be different rosters every year. So, yeah, he's got to he's got to flip the roster like Lincoln Riley did uh, uh, out at USC because. I mean, a combination of a couple of things has been the problem, uh, aside from Josh Gaddis's ass. But let's just take him aside for a minute and, and actually find some other issues that I've noticed over the year. And it's the players that Manny Diaz recruited play a different style than the players Cristobal wants. They were more finesse-type guys you know, turn the ball over, get blown out on the line of scrimmage, but get a turnover on defense. And we didn't get a lot of turnovers this year outside of, what was it, a couple weeks ago when Kinchins had like three picks. Mm. But other than that, we haven't been turning the ball over on defense. Um, I mean, he wants to run a power running game, and our best running back is a scat back in Jalen Knight, who I'm a big fan of, but you can't just keep running it between the tackles with a dude that's like 5'9", a buck 60. And so you, so you had the, the, you know, square peg round hole, which we discussed probably in the first podcast I ever came on with you. Mm-hmm. And so you had that. And then these kids all seem to have attitude issues. They like crystal ball, at least from what I've been hearing down in Miami, um, is that crystal ball is running practice like the eighties mm. where it's full pads, full contact, you know, man up, let's go. And a lot of these kids were used to the more laid back. Uh, you know, laid back program, kind of almost kind of like Willie Taggart's players. I, I, I see a lot of uh, similarities to when Norvell first came in with Willie's guys, who all they wanted to do was dance at practice with their Beats by Dre headphones on. And they, there's a lot of similarities with a lot of these kids down in Miami that have already announced that they're going to the portal, like Keyshawn Smith, wide receiver, is going to the portal, Fad Franklin going to the portal, yeah. a couple defensive guys going to the portal. Um, they, they just don't fit. Right. And, and Cristobal, he's a recruiter that, that, that's what he is. So it's time to earn your eight and a half million dollars, buddy. And, and you need to bring in your guys and, and, and write the ship because we, we have, this is our first losing season in what, maybe 15 years. Wow. I mean, cause I, I'm pretty sure we had one year with golden that we went five and seven and I could even excuse that because I mean, the whole Al golden era, you know, was just doomed with the boats and hose, Nevin Shapiro situation. Mm. And Cristobal had none of that. Cristobal had all kinds of momentum going into the season and to just shit the bed that the way he did heads have got to roll. And yeah. if they don't, Cristobal's not the guy. Right. It feels different, you know, looking at, uh, you got two schools in the state, you know, that 
Yeah, Florida and Miami, both, you know, one's six and six, one's five and seven, but it feels having if Florida State played them both, and I'm telling you right now, Florida there it just seems like they're hit the coaching staff's more familiar with each other and you, you might have swung and missed on a few guys at Miami. Yeah, and like I I feel bad. I can't really get an honest assessment of Kevin Steele. Um outside of the middle Tennessee disaster, let's just call that a fluke. But when you look at the rest of the season, well, not if you ask the coach, <laughs> I mean, I'd be fine with clearing them all out. That was it. Well, no. Yeah. But, but you know, if, it's if one of those seasons. Defense, yeah. The defense played well. And I mean, I mean, we held North Carolina to 24 points. Right. North Carolina has got a hell of an offense, right? You know, there, it, it's not like the defense was what killed us this year. But right. when you're when you're constantly offense is going three and out, when you gain eight yards of offense in the first half of a game against anybody, you're screwed. There's not a, the 85 Bears, the 2000 Ravens. I mean, none of these teams can put up with single digit yards and a half. Mm. So it's so you're you're coaching from a, a desperate uh, frame of mind if you're Kevin Steele because you're like, oh my god, the offense isn't going to do anything. What can we do? So yeah. you're probably taking a little more risks in some of your play calling and stuff like that. So, I mean, if we can't get first downs, I can't say Kevin Steele sucks. Okay. But Josh Gaddis sucks. <laughs> like, God, does he suck. Well, like Cam Cameron is looking down being like, like, oh, man, maybe I could come down and coach at Miami again. I mean, first, first go around didn't go so good with the Dolphins, but I don't know that I've seen a coach – as incompetent as Josh Gaddis since that one year with Cam Cameron that I had with the Dolphins. Mm, don't remind me. Speaking of the Dolphins, just want to get you, you know, the Miami seat. My- Awful, but think, think of that now. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the best AFC East I've seen in God knows how long. I mean, the Patriots are, you know, down at the bottom and they're what, six and five? Yeah. You know? I mean, like the whole the whole division is over five hundred. When usually it's just the Patriots, you know, curb stomping everybody. Yeah, still a lot of games to be played. The Jets they won they won yesterday as well. So, um, but the Dolphins will remain in first place in the AFC East, and it's in the second half of the season. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, we're gonna learn a lot about the Dolphins in the next month. Um, Coming up this week, they got the Niners, who that defense has been on fire yeah. lately. And they're going to have a familiarity with our little brainchild coach, Mike McDaniel. They, they, you know, he's not going to be able to pull any surprises on, on the staff that brought him up. Mm-hmm. So we'll see with that, with that Niners defense and, uh, and their familiarity with. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a fun that, game. It is, and what I what I really got to pay attention to uh, um, going on into the week is uh, Teron Armstead. Uh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Glad you brought that up. And yeah, that's well, big. As soon as, as, soon as Armstead uh, went out, four of the next nine plays resulted in two of getting sacked. Yeah, that's huge. Hope, um... And one of those sacks. Oh boy, one of those sacks scared the hell out of me because 
I don't know if you saw the highlight of it, but Tua got bent over backwards. It looked like ACLs were popping left and right. Mm. He was fine because I don't know how he did it. I mean, this was like some contortionist stuff, but he was able to keep the weight off of his ankles as he was getting bent over and almost did like a like a gymnastics like bridge. Oh mm. man. And and was able to not get hurt. And then like the next series he got sacked again a couple of times and McDaniel's like, All right, dude, we're up thirty to nothing. And he, he get him out and and then that's how, you know, they ended up getting some points on us at the end. But I mean, we came out and just blew their doors off. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, scored on the first three drives of the game. Then we forced a fumble, picked that up, scored for a touchdown. I mean, it just looked phenomenal in the first half. And then with Armstead going down, that's going to be a huge, huge thing because we haven't had an offensive line since Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, two has not exactly been Roethlisberger back there who can just get bludgeoned over and over again and still be fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I, mean, I don't want to see Tua have another seizure, even though he's played phenomenal since it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to keep Tua up, and that's that's going to be huge. We'll have to keep an eye on that with uh, Armstead because, you know, that's that was such a big pickup from the Saints last year he played, and you can kind of see they, they're missing him. And, I mean, you, you, that's his – is he play right tackle? No, um, no, actually, Armstead plays on the left. Okay. Um, well, it would be his blind side if he was a right-handed quarterback, but he's a lefty. Yeah, that's your typical blind yeah. side uh, guy. But, but I still, mean, that's, still he, with, that's uh, huge. Yeah, with Nick Bosa coming to town, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're coming from your blind side or right-handed right. drill. Right. If you're Tua, I mean, like, God, what does Tua come up to, like, Bosa's armpit? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bosa's a monster, dude, so... I mean, Armstead needs to be healthy, but honestly, if I would rather have Armstead sit out and get better this week, get healthy again, than him come out and possibly tear that tech, and then our season goes down the drain. You know, uh, one yeah. loss at this point is not a big deal, especially out of conference loss to an NFC West team. Like, who really cares? Well, other than you know, fandom. Well, yeah, you're you're uh, every every game matters because you know you're going to lose the control of the division by one game. So yeah, yeah it's not a division year, loss, but it can only be that crap this year. Yeah. You need to uh, win every game you can. Um, this is going to, man, that's going to be a fun, fun matchup. I know. Dolphins, I, hope Niners, actually, huh? I hope it's going to be carried here in uh, Tallahassee because I'm really tired of watching Dolphin games on my phone. Yeah. And, and this game is like a highlight game of the week. So they really need to put that on in our market. Yeah, that's true. Well, but thank God I worked that little scam out on my phone to somehow get Panama city channels and Panama city apparently loves them. The Miami Dolphins. Well, they, yeah, I mean, I, they need to play the best game for me. They yeah, need to call the me up and tell me which <laughs> I can tell them which games to play. That's that simple. <laughs> That's what we do. We just got to get the program director from our local CBS channel yeah. to join us on the podcast. That's sometime. right. <laughs> I mean, goodness, the Jags won. That was a that was a fun game. They beat the Ravens. I, you know that you never know down there in Jacksonville. And uh, I didn't pick them, but that was well because the Jags. But they they <laughs> they came away with the big win. 
Um, the Bucks were un, uh, lost in overtime to the Browns. So yeah, I think the Bucks are done. Well, they're still in first place. So God, that is such a sad state. Yeah, I mean the Saints got shut out by the uh, Niners. Andy Dalton. Um, Red Rocket. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Red Rocket was put away. Red and, Rocket was out there looking for Mr. Slant, who yeah. was still injured. Oh, man, and that that was – so that the, the Dolphins will play the Niners. That should be – you know, we, were, we had touched on that earlier. Looking forward to that game. Well, um, yeah, Justin, we'll have to get you back on really... to pick it. Oh, yeah. Later oh, yeah, in the week. Sure, man. We got to do our picks. I mean, I'll go ahead and tell you I'm picking Saul. We'll All get right. that one out of the way. <laughs> there you go. We'll get that one out of the way. Well, we'll update you on um, on all the picks at the website, um, thenflsn.com. And we'll have you on later this week, Justin, to talk, get some of those picks. Yeah, let's try and get as late as possible so we can get an update on Armstead because that yeah. really, honestly, that's going to be the linchpin of the game. If Armstead that's doesn't true. play, I don't see how the Dolphins. Yeah, we'll probably do that Thursday. Yeah, so we'll see how how the week plays out. It's Monday right now, so you know we'll. Was it a pec injury? Yeah, it's a pec injury. I haven't heard. They haven't really gone into it, but yeah, at left tackle, a pec injury. That's not good. That's not good at all. Although T.J. Watt came back. Uh, T.J. Watt had that back injury early in the season, and he's back out there kicking ass again. Yeah, that, after yeah, but that that's true. Well, we'll yeah, have to keep an eye on that. He's also a Watt brother. He's yeah. also a Watt brother. So you know he's out there flipping tires for the cameras left and right. With oh, the yeah. Flag on. The secret <laughs> hideaway spot. All right, Justin. Well, hey, man, we'll get we'll talk to you next time. Get those picks from you. All right, sounds good, man. All right, later. Later, man. Well, we got to get on out of here. All right, it's here. I want to thank Justin for joining us. I want to thank you for listening. See how Miami reacts after the first season under Mario Cristobal. What what will they do? Will they get some new recruits, new, new coaches? About to be that time, and man, the year went by fast. But high school football is still going on for a couple of local teams. Florida State University High School in the state semifinals this Friday. Quincy and Rowe, they're also, they also got a game. They're going to go down to Naples to play First Baptist Academy. Good luck to those teams. Florida State University High School will be here at home for state semifinal game. It's Bishop Rock. Four miles. So we'll see if they can make it to the state championship. Good luck to all those youngsters. We got big boy football to pick tomorrow as the NFL continues on. 
have the picks. And see who's leading at the website, thenflsn.com. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Email the show, austin at thenflsn.com. Or we're on Twitter at thenflsn. We'll talk to you next time. North Florida Sports Network, thenflsn.com. We didn't get dressed up for nothing. I thought you were going to do one of these.